how. So, I mean, there's been international flights involved to get this episode to happen. Oh. Mate, I feel like um, because I'm je- really jet lagged at this point. Oh. Super jet lagged right now. It's like I do. I just feel so. I feel like I've, I've, I'm high. <laughs> I feel like I'm high on something. You are. You're three <laughs> cups of matcha deep. Amber made you an espresso. No, you're, you're zooming I'm like on some sweating, caffeine. but I'm cold at the it same time. It is kind of hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot and freezing in here. I don't understand what's happening. It's really oh. hot in here. Do we have COVID? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for joining us for round three of this same episode. If you were wondering why we didn't have an episode last week, we did. We recorded a great episode, but... Due to the fact that it drizzled in the UK, yeah. uh, it, it rained on Elon's satellite and our, I don't know how to explain it other than it was like a Zoom call or what was before Zoom? So it was like a Skype call, Skype. like in the early days, you and I were stepping on each other's toes so bad. Yeah, when it's an absolute vibe killer like that, there's nothing you can do. I'm trying to wait for your delay. You're trying to wait for my delay, but then we end up speaking. I'm trying to wait for your. Oh, what? (laughs) That's what it was like for 45 minutes. Painful. It was so bad. So I basically we we got through the whole episode and we were like, okay, good episode, bye. And then I went and started editing it, and right away I sent Eddie a voice note. I was like, bro, please don't kill me, but we have to trash this episode. It's so bad because we're constantly. Trying to outsmart the delay, yeah, which then it makes it even worse, uh, and it just can't be done. So we decided, no big deal. We'll just do it when you get to the states. Eddie landed last night around 10 p.m. We had a good sleep. We had some matcha. We got into the studio. We banged out the episode. We only recorded one of the mics. <laughs> so this is take three. This is take three oh right God. now. The campers get here in about. Half an hour, yeah, I think thirty-eight minutes. The Thir- cameras will be here for orientation. <laughs> yeah, so um, but yeah, here we go. Take three, mate. Just like professionals. Yeah, professional so podcasters. We're letting you here. know right now. This is going to be a shorter episode because obviously we have a drum camp that starts in thirty-eight minutes, <laughs> and we still have to put back this makeshift podcast setup that I threw together. But we are going to do a camp. We're super excited about that. And then we have our live podcast event on Monday. So if you guys got tickets for that, it is all sold out. And we are excited to have you. And if you saw us post about it on social media, and then all of a sudden it wasn't on social media, that's Instagram's fault. The algorithm, they didn't do us any favors. No, they did us dirty, mate. Proper dirty. Because like I said to you before, mate, on, on, on take number 15, Whatever, you know, however long ago it was we shot this podcast. Um, I'm trying to secure a hashtag ad at the minute. Right. And uh, yeah, put that up. And out of 40,000 people, I've got like 140 something likes. Um, and Instagram did me dirty. And I was like, you know what? This this is God. Now explain what a hashtag ad is. It means that you, you're trying to secure a deal yeah. with a company to do social media, with a company that you're proud of. You yeah. told me who the company was when this deal first got going, and I yeah. freaked because I love this company. Yes, it may, it's, it's one of the first times it's, well, one of the very few times it's happened where someone's reached out. Have you ever had it when someone's been like... I had it this morning. Did you? And I was going to tell you about it. I was waiting for the podcast. So you talk about yours and then I'll tell you. Okay. Yours is a lot cooler than the one I got offered. <laughs> I'm at the point now, mate. I will uh, listen, Manscape. If you're listening, <laughs> I will film whatever you want. I we are well groomed lads. If you want to support the exactly. support us on social media, 
we're cool. Mate. We're not bringing it into the podcast, but we're cool. I'm at the point now with social media where I, I, I still enjoy it, but I'm definitely not as, I don't care about it as much as I used to. Right, sure, In a sure. creative sense. Well, I still want to put out good stuff, but I can film a Manscaped ad on a VHS camera. Not a problem. You know what I mean? Fisheye Manscaped? Come on. Exactly. <laughs> you might want to go with like an 85 mil and help things out. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so basically what happened was the Eventbrite page had sold. We were down to two tickets left for this podcast event. And so I got a hold of Eddie. I was like, you know, man, we haven't done any social media. This thing is almost sold out just from talking about it on the podcast. We haven't done Facebook. We haven't done Instagram. We haven't done YouTube. We definitely haven't done any ads. So we said, all right, well, let's make a little flyer and um, and, and put it up on, on Instagram. We both did it. Eddie has over 40,000 followers. And you got how many likes? Like 149. 149. This is also while he's trying to secure a deal with a brand <laughs> to pay him for his awesome social media. I have over 150,000 followers on Instagram, and I did way worse than Eddie because I had 200 likes. So the fact that people – it's such a weird phenomenon, and if you – if you do social media, you know exactly what this is about. We talk about it all the time, how a picture of my kit will get more likes than a picture of me on my kit. It Anytime you just say like, man, this is a really cool thing and we're trying to do this and it's going to be a lot of fun. People just, they think, if I like this, you're going to get my email address. And they run. Yeah. And it's such a tough thing. So it was like, look, we just don't want anyone to miss out on this opportunity because that happens all the time, you go to a town to do either a show or a clinic, and everyone hits you up saying, like, dude, I wish I would have known you were in town. You're yeah. like, I, I made four videos about it. But because, you know, this is something that I've realized. I think I sent you a voice note about this, but people are screwing themselves over because they're so scared to like things. They, what they don't realize is the algorithm is saying, oh, okay, so if you don't like that, we'll never show it to you. Then when something really important happens, like let's say you live in Kansas and you don't want to press the you don't want to double tap the like that you and I are doing a podcast in Folsom, California. Well, basically by the time that we get to Kansas, you'll never know it happened because you've trained the algorithm you don't want to see our content when we're promoting events. So, you know, I think as consumers of this content and I'm I try to do this every single day on Instagram, I try to make sure that the things I want to see that I want to be informed about, I like. You also, know? mate, it's a, not a scary thing, but like it's just a sign of like the times where if it's not a video and it's not of like, you know, a video is like, yeah. just drop my drum key. Hang on. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know why I need to hold that when I'm talking. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like I noticed that quite a lot. Like when it's a picture of a drum kit, like you said, it's going to do well because all your followers are drummers. Right. But like if it's not a video these days, 100%. I scroll through my Instagram feed like uh, yesterday and it's just video. Video, yep. video, mm-hmm. like pictures are just getting hidden at the minute. Yeah, I mean they're on Vero now, so that's yeah. the, the new kind of yeah. app for that. I've I've used Vero for well since it came, not since it came out. That's a lie. Since basically at some point, I don't know if they did a deal with Peter McKinnon or what, but Vero went after all the creators and did said, they? "We are the photographers app. Please make a video." I, I there's no way they weren't brand deals. Someone was yeah. getting paid, and they're not lying. They're just announcing this app exists and it's great for photographers. It is great. The one thing that's great about Vero for photographers is it's the like the preview is the compressed version, but if you tap on it, it opens up in full resolution. Wow. So it's like the it's really the photographer's I've dream. I've never really heard of it. Yeah, it's it's great except it's not social yet. Like 
it's great to display your work and it's great to follow somebody if you know who you want to follow. But the thing that Instagram does really well, it's also the part that we all hate about Instagram is they keep saying, well, do you know about this guy? Do you know about this girl? Yeah. And it's like, we think we don't want that. But in reality, probably 70% of the people I follow are people I didn't know about until Instagram told me about them. Yeah. So it's a balancing act. Um, so, so yeah. So anyways, both <laughs> Eddie and I deleted our post because the Instagram algorithm thrashed so, our posts. So what are you allowed to talk about this ad that you got this morning? Or yeah. Not? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm not going to do it because I tried to like, okay, so you and I are both in agreement that we care a little bit less about Instagram than we used to. Like mm-hmm. if somebody said 10 grand to talk about this tea that you already drink. Yeah. Count me in. Yeah. Done. Where in the past I would have been like, I don't advertise anything. I mean, I'll be totally transparent. <laughs> Totally transparent. <laughs> My deal with Mont or with Aya is matcha only. I get yeah. zero dollars, zero cents, and they've offered money. And I was like, "Well, no. Like the problem is, I need people to trust me on this. So I don't. If if you're paying me, how can they trust me? But I would totally do a deal with somebody now. So, anyways, long story short, I get the email this morning. Uh, it's a company in Korea, and they they do a, a good enough job in the first paragraph to let me know this isn't like a soliciting thing like they name off enough things that i've done in my past to let me know we follow your channel we know what you're doing we know your numbers here's your youtube stats here's Mm -hmm. like you know so i'm like okay cool it's real so i researched the product that they want me to advertise the money is good very good um what and it's a tech product so i would expect good revenue from a tech ad it's um i don't even know how to say this (laughs) It is for people that sit in a chair a lot, and they say, we know that you edit videos a lot. Right. Um, so these this thing goes under your bum and just kind of rubs your tush. It's a, it's what? Like, it's an ass cheek massager. And so, <laughs> so I'm trying to think of the video that I have to make, and I literally was like, I can't do it. I can't. There's no way I can make a video for this product that's like literally fingers that rub my ass. There's no way the comment section wouldn't just oh blow up. Oh, my God. In a... In a, in a could not you, in not in a negative way, but in like a like that. There's no way this this company are gonna like read the comments and go, yeah, yep. they're gonna buy a product. Yeah, no, it, it would <laughs> it would turn into. I can't even imagine the memes that would be out in the whole drum industry about me, like being like, when I edit, of course I use Adobe Premiere, but I also use the Korean ass massager. Like I can't. I was like, I can't. And the money was good. The money was really where good. Does the, where does this come from? Like, I don't know. Someone's buying them. Someone's on, you know, up at three in the morning watching commercials and they're like, I do. I actually, yeah, I do sit at a desk a lot and my butt does get sore. You know what I do when my butt gets sore? I get off my ass and I go paddle boarding or I do some push-ups on the ground or I, I do something, but I, I'm definitely not going to sit on the the, Mate, <laughs> the tushy I, d- I, didn't, I didn't expect you to say that. I thought you were going to say like a square space or like a... No, no. Something. Nope. This is uh, all hands on ass. This is just uh, the Tushy Toucher 3000 is... Uh, wow. So, so, yeah. So, I, I, I politely turned the deal down. And Fat you play. guys will not be seeing any of that from me. Anyways, our podcast on Monday night is all sold out. So, if you are attending, just know that it will be... Um, you'll be entering through socio- sociology. Easy for me to say. Sociology Coffee Bar. That is on, I believe, Leedsdorf Street in Old Town Folsom. You'll enter through there. You can get your coffee, your espresso, your matcha, whatever you want, your fresh-baked pastries, which Eddie and I sampled today because yep. we are fat kids. Yep, and In-N-Out. 
We didn't need to bring that up. And pizza tonight. And my trainer's <laughs> listening. Cody, if you're listening, I'm not having the pizza. Amber's getting me a spinach salad. Um, so anyways, um, so yeah, so enter through there. And then attached to that is a place called The Nook. And it's just a co-working space that we are renting out to do this. And to the patrons and to the people that are supporting this through, through Eventbrite, especially if you think like, oh my God, they're charging for a podcast. We are renting this room by the hour. We're renting 30 chairs. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're opening, by the way, sociology closes at two. The whole staff is coming back at six. Plus I live in England. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about your flights. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. So yeah, the patrons, honestly, man, it's crazy that um, without without you lot, this wouldn't happen. Like none of this cool stuff would happen. Man. 100%. We can't so, do it without um, you guys. Yeah. So we appreciate it. But yeah, so... I have a question for you before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. You're about to teach your second camp. Yeah. Is this different than your first camp? Yeah, man. I, I, I've learned so much about teaching over the last... Well, the last time I got here was a big, big learning experience for me, man. I mean, I, I've said this before, but it's... Mate, teaching is just not underrated. People just don't realize how hard it is. Yeah. And um, it's very similar. Actually, it's, there's there's more pressure. There's more responsibility um, and more nerves teaching than there is playing the drums. Like there, yeah. there just is. Maybe. Well, like, I think it's also even when you play live, you're usually sharing that nervous experience with your best friends. Yeah. Where when you're teaching, it's just one on one, and there's so much responsibility on your shoulders. It's, there's no, there's a lot of variables with teaching. Like there, there isn't when you're playing a show. Like it's either you either play good or you don't. Well, the show's good or it's not. With teaching, it's like. Well, this person here could get it, and the person at the back couldn't, or they all get it, and you didn't expect them that to get sucks. it. That sucks. Yeah, like me. <laughs> we, would, we were we were joking. <laughs> so we we are we're going to write down like the schedule for the camp after this, and we were sort of joking about when you when you prepare something that you think is going to take an hour and it takes five minutes. Man, that gives me a flipping heart oh, attack, mate. Fifty five minutes left, and and they're just staring at you like, so what do we do next? That like, was. My first lesson here. Last year, oh, that's right. I had like a thing planned that I thought was going to take an hour and I thought that I was going to be calm enough and cool enough to like make it last, not make it last an hour, but right. I could have spoken about it for an hour. Sure. And I thought my nerves wouldn't get the better of me. And honestly, mate, put eight minutes down the road, I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh. okay, I've got, I've got, definitely over 45 minutes left wow. and this is sort of done. And uh, Any questions? Yeah, any, any questions? questions? Does anyone want to? So of... no questions. Okay, that's um, the killer. Oof. That's the killer. But yeah. so I learned. I've learned a lot about who I am as a teacher and what I want to teach, and also just like, yeah, how difficult it is, and, and preparation is is really really yeah. important. You know, um, yeah. so I'm looking forward to it. This this year is completely different for me. It's basically recording every single day right. in every single lesson, recording some of my old band stuff, some busted stuff, and then a song that I've written. And each day there's like a different task at hand. Okay. Whether you, one day you might not, you, you might not have heard the drums. The second day you're learning stuff sort of kind of part for part. Right. So and the third day I'm chucking you right in the deep end. Well, I think it's going to be awesome. I, I mean, the other thing is, you know, a lot of people, they're so used to hearing us speak to each other on the podcast, but one year ago when you were here, that was our first thing we'd ever done together. Yeah. You know, we met at Nam once. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, you know, heck. and uh, we watched 
I think we watched like 10 minutes of animals as leaders and then yeah. we, you know, that and then we went and found a, like a place to chill. Yeah. It was um, 9 PM and we started. Yeah. We started getting tired. Started like, you want to wanna go sit somewhere? <laughs> we just went and sat down away from all drummers. But, um, but no, I mean that, you know, last year there was a lot of nerves on the friendship too, because if the friendship doesn't pan out in person, you know, you're staying at my house. Um, it just, I mean, what if just for some weird reason, and this could happen with Rona cause I've never met Rona, mm-hmm. but what if, just you and Amber didn't click. And yeah. she's like, Eddie's a dick. Or you're yeah, like, dude, yeah, your yeah, wife's yeah, a yeah. little snippy. And I'd be like, hey, bro. <laughs> Could uh-uh. you imagine? Oh my, oh, my God. Yeah. I'd be like, well, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but as much as I love you, I've been with her for 15 years, so you're going to have to go to a hotel. But yeah, so I mean, there was a lot of pressure on that. Yeah. There was also, you know, it would be like me doing a live show in front of you. Like, I teaching is what I do. It's mm-hmm. what I'm obsessed with. It's probably the only thing that I've obsessed on well more or much more than the drums. And so teaching here in my space um, and in front of me, it's it's like there's a weight to it of just there like, is. you know, I and like I said, if, if you had me come to your hometown and said, yeah, d- dude, just play a set. And I'm like, like, like a set of live music. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really rather not. Yeah. And, and knowing that you're about to do it right after me. Yeah, exactly. And that's... everyone's going to go, oh, that's how the touring guys do it. And I'd be like, yeah, you... see, that's why uh, I was like sort of crumbling under the pressure a little bit. Cause I was just like, oh, knowing that some of the guys had been to camp before as well. Right. Um, and also just not knowing, not knowing anything really. I mean, like balancing the line between having fun but then also getting shit done you know what I mean like that was really cool to see like you know we're having fun and we're having a laugh but like actually when it comes down to work like you guys have paid a lot of money to be here like get going but mate you do you still get nervous or like feel the sense of pressure because if I was in your position I would get I would feel pressured that especially when people have been more than once like how do you come up with new stuff or like advance things to the point where you're like I'm happy to think that they're, they've, you know, they're not regretting coming again. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, one, I, I think I'm lucky that I've done it enough that I've it, it's worked out enough times that I just know it's going to be fine at yeah. some point. Um, I also it's okay. So imagine putting a student on the kit and putting on a track for them to play. The second they hear music, they just start drumming like. That's what I used to do in camp. As soon as they walked through the door, I was like, all right, let's go. And I was determined to make it into something no matter what. And now if you put on a track for me that I've never heard before, I'll sit there for 16 bars trying to figure out where things should be. I feel no pressure to play drums. It's Mm. like, well, I'll start when I'm ready to start. That's how I am with camp now. They walk in. I don't know if they're introverted as a group. You know, These might be all really outgoing people by themselves. I've had that happen a lot. On camera, I've had like social media guys and, and girls here. On camera, they were so outgoing. Yeah. And then as soon as you put them in a group, they were super introverted. Mm. They, they could only be extroverted by themselves oh, in a right. room with a camera. So I've just learned to like just, I don't know, just see what this thing is. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I had to come up with a new curriculum for this camp because a couple of the guys in this camp already have been to camp this year. So I couldn't use my curriculum. Yeah. So I had to write all new stuff. But it's it's like being, you know, the game maker from Hunger Games. Like I have to without killing anybody, I have to take them on an adventure and hope that Katniss Everdeen comes out on top. And yeah. you know, I mean that's the big thing is making sure that I put them through something, but I know that by the end there has to be an end goal. What is the end goal? The the goal can't be I'm gonna beat you down all week and send you home and be like, see, I knew you couldn't do it. Like, well, what the, there's no fun in that. Mm. 
it's really like, let's expose some weaknesses, talk about it. Do you want to work on these? I mean, maybe you don't. Like, what if we, what if we had a stick twirling lesson, which we've never had, but what if we did? And seven of the eight said, I don't ever want to play live. Well, then that lesson doesn't apply to you. So don't even worry about it. But there's one guy that said he wants to tour. I'm sorry, man. At some point, you're going to have to at least get in like a decent twirl on the way down to the snare to play this country gig. So what when the pyro goes off, mm-hmm. it's not lame to him. So I just kind of like take it as like, look, you guys, we're going to be here for a few days or a week in, in the case of my camps. Be okay with the fact that some of the classes just won't really apply to you. And that's okay. Yeah. Just know that this stuff exists. And then when we hit on the stuff that really matters to you, just engage full force. Yeah, man. And also, like, what I've learned over time is just that sometimes the best, like, if I was coming here, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be about necessarily this specific, like, sticking that I've learned or, like, concept. It's just, like, conversation. That's And, like, because drummers, all we do is just, like, we play drums on our own. Might be in a band, but like you know, can't talk to our bandmates. Yeah, you about can't. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, especially if you're like a, an online guy or girl, and film on your own, it's like you just want to be around other people. And sometimes, like the biggest mm-hmm. lessons that I've learned, if just from talking to people, mate, and like Talk. not necessarily playing the drums. Yeah. And I think that's where it switched for me. It's like my, I, I've always felt really like anxious about like even lessons, man. I'm the same as you. Like, well, I. I was I am like what you used to be. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm doing a one-to-one, let's go, drums. Right. Here's 10 million things. <laughs> it's everything I've ever learned in my exactly, life. Exactly. Yeah. Like, because that's what you're here for to yeah. learn drums. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, listen, like, let's just let's just slow down. Yeah. Just talk talk through stuff. And I think that's the biggest thing that I'm I've I've learned from from last year, really, man. Yeah. Like this whole experience is a lesson and and, and coming here. I wonder too how much taking those lessons with Steve White helped you as a teacher because you got to be the student under a master Mm. and be like, okay, he didn't teach me the all of jazz in one hour. He taught me the swing ride pattern and sent me home. And then the next time I saw him, he taught me this little thing. And that's the thing is like, if you have somebody for an hour, if I could make you 10% better at your feel or learn one new fill, isn't that worth it? You know, I I always see skill sets as a student myself, I, st- I see skill sets that I really want as a big vending machine. And I always ask myself, okay, if I could just walk up to the vending machine and press L7 and out of that, just falling down to the bottom of the vending machine would be, I don't know, uh, traditional bossa nova at the tempo of like legit Brazilian bossa nova. How much would I pay for that? It's like, I don't know, 1500 bucks to press L7 and just have it drop out. So it's like, okay, well, if I can give that to somebody else and that's all they get is they learned a traditional bossa nova, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. How many more gigs are they going to feel comfortable on when the guy says like, all right, guys, girl from Ipanema. And you're like, oh, not the bossa, not the bossa. <laughs> Wait, that, Do you have that on a keyboard? You have that on your keyboard, right? Just press the button. I'll on, just go to the bathroom. On that Rex gig, <laughs> there was a, there was a, a sort of, intro to a song but it was sort of well it was actually half the song okay it wasn't to a click and it was a boss and over and i was like come again yeah like, hey um mike can i get that free code to your website real quick <laughs> <laughs> can i just jump on there real you quick? still doing that seven day free trial yeah yeah okay cool yeah is that live now i can I, just get it right i'd be like hey babe did edward thrower uh, 
yahoomail.com just sign up. You're just seeing like info at paragon.shop. Yeah, come on, Eddie. At least try. Come on, dude. Just fake it. Just All right. Well, everyone, we got to run and go start getting this place ready for the campers to show up. And we will do as much social media as we can from this camp so that you guys can be along on the journey. Also, we are taking this podcast live to the UK in October. I'll be over there to do a drum camp with AJ Roussel. And then after that camp, Eddie and I are doing two or three dates. We know, what do we know so far? Well, we're doing one in Woking, which is near London. Okay. And then we're doing one in Glasgow at Drummers Only. Awesome. Uh, just, I, I kind of want to do one in like the middle, so like around Manchester. Okay. But it's just so if anyone knows of like a cool venue or shop in Manchester, let us know. Let us know because we are coming in October. Everyone have an amazing day. We will see you guys live for episode 100 from Sociology and the Nook. But until then, episode 99 is in the can. 99.3. 99.3, mate. Cuss bomb there. There we go. Oh, fa la 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 la. We did it.